Welcome to the Finding Neverland podcast. We are Finding Neverland, a metalcore band that loves Jesus Christ, and we are here to stand firm in our calling of following, learning from, and loving the one we call Yahweh. Whether you're a fan of Finding Neverland music or just curious to learn more, we hope this episode has blessed you as much as it has blessed us. You can join us live every Friday night on our Facebook page. We hope to see you there. Here we are. My volume working? All right. Yeah, I think it's working. I hear you. Okay, sweet. This is awesome. Um, cool. Trying to run into all kinds of technical difficulties today. I know. This is awesome, though. Um, so this is our 18th episode. Yeah, man. Of the Finding Neverland podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, so this is really cool. I think we are on... A few streaming sites. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Yeah. So this should be cool. Shoot. All, all thanks to James, man. He set it up. <laughs> no problem, man. Yeah, I think our, our, our biggest thing that we kept getting feedback was was people, not everybody has Facebook. And there was a lot of people who didn't have Facebook and didn't want to get Facebook to listen to us. So hopefully right. – uh, yeah, so hopefully – now that we have YouTube and um, I know nothing about Twitch, which I was talking about earlier today, I know nothing about Twitch, but hopefully um, we'll get some viewers on there as well. Um, we love we love all our viewers. We want to make sure um, that you guys can join us um, on any platform, any of the free ones. If you don't want to do Facebook, now you can do YouTube. Um, of course, we'll still be uh, posting every episode on Spotify and Apple Music, but I think this is uh, yeah. really cool. You got any announcements? Uh, really not, not really, man. Uh, we had somebody who was interested in uh, jamming with us and wanted to try their hand at drums. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're we're still, you know, kind of waiting to hear from that person whether they're available or not. But that'd be really cool to uh, expand yeah. the band a little bit more. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I uh, I think we were planning on doing some live shows sometime this year and. Yeah. You know, whether, we're, whether or not we do find members or not, we're going to start backtracking things and do a lot of digital stage work. Um, we would play our parts live, but we would have a lot of digital playback uh, to support the rest of the song live. Yeah. So that's a lot of work, you know, but uh, nothing nothing we can't do. So I think we're going to get out there and have some fun soon and hopefully yeah. see some people there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you're always really doing stuff with our band. Um, people are interested in joining the band at our church. And now this podcast is growing on multiple um, platforms. And so um, we're just really excited. Um, I, I guess my only announcement is um, I think it, t- tonight, yeah, tonight at midnight, um, I'm releasing one of my spoken word uh, singles. Nice. It's a song only about, it's only about a minute, 30 seconds, but, um, should be cool. It's called good vibes. Um, it'll be on Spotify, Apple music and YouTube and Facebook and all that good stuff. And, um, it was something that I wrote 
uh, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and I just wrote it down on the, on, on, uh, my journal and, uh, turned it into a song sort of. And so I'm hoping to do more of those. I think they're really fun to do to just kind of, uh, um, finding beats that people have been giving me and, you know, just, you know, preach some, some of the words that come out of my, uh, out of my journal. Um, and hopefully it helps someone. So, uh, so that's tonight. Good vibes is what it's called. And, um, it'll be under my name. So it sounded it'll good, be on midnight. Like the preview you put out sounded pretty dang good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be cool. So thank you. Anybody who plays that and shares it. Um, what else? I think that's it. We got tonight. We are going over. Is Jesus the only way to heaven? And um, yeah. this is that like a good. question that I thought, yeah, I thought growing up, this was a question that was like, oh, there's a gray area. There's gray areas. You know, you're kind of taught in American Western Christian culture that, um, you know, there's there's gray areas to that. But the Bible is, is very clear on this. And um, I was actually very shocked to, to know that. Uh, the Bible is clear on this, and um, it's sad that there's uh, there's many, you know, major pastors and 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 uh, you know people on TV that that preach that uh, Jesus might not be the only way to uh, to heaven or to God, and um, that's sad. I don't want to I don't want to like come down on anybody, but you know that is happening with some pastors, and that's the truth. Um, so I just, uh, you know, I hope and pray that some of those people that uh, think otherwise uh, will repent of that. And um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a topic that uh, I think a lot of people uh, could learn learn from. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's hard to come to that revelation of uh, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, being uh, the Son of God and being the one who took away the sin of the entire world. And then be able to go yeah. back from that. And you, you do see people doing that, man. They're like, well, all roads lead to heaven. They just don't. Uh, but I don't really care about heaven as much as I care about does it lead to God? Because God, you know, is, it, you know, this is our main faith is that Jesus Christ was the bridge between us and God with his sacrifice, his, his blood covered the sins of the entire world, uh, enabled us to have direct communication with God. Uh, the veil was torn in the temple all the way down uh, supernaturally when they had an earthquake around the time of his uh, execution. And, um, you know, so I think it's just, it's really hard for people to go back on it once they have that revelation. But just like anything in the world and, you know, the devil creep into the church and creep into people's theologies and then before you know it yeah. you have a personal theology that's not biblical yeah exactly um yeah so i think the the scripture that i was i was kind of wanting to go over where jesus is just blunt on this answer is is john 14 6. Mm -hmm. so if you guys want to uh yeah read that one um it says Jesus uh, says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, so again, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, so he's not one way, he is the way, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I I love how Jesus was just had to, had to teach them that I'm the only way. Um, and it's it's so crazy to me that in our world today that many people don't even know this this passage. Or if you tell them that, um, you know, people get offended when they when they hear that. Um, nobody wants to nobody wants to hear that that he's the only way. And so, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just I so that. I'm so thankful that Jesus, you know, was was just very blunt about um, about this question. Yeah, definitely. I think that was in response to them saying too they were like teacher what must we do to inherit eternal life and he responded with basically he's not talking about inheriting heaven he's not talking about you know the kingdom of heaven here he's saying no one comes to the father except through me and that was blasphemy yeah. to a lot of the religious leaders there and shocked everybody because yeah. they thought they had they already had direct access to god um in the form of going to the temple and praying and things like that and jesus is saying well you will never see the father unless you come through me first and they were like this is blasphemy he claims to be the son of god and to have the power to take away people's sins when he took away the sins of the paralytic they were like he always oh, healing somebody on the sabbath and then he said well what's more powerful to say your sins are forgiven or to pick up your mat and walk but just so that you would believe pick up your mat and walk and then the man was cured he just started running around and he was, jam he was dancing for joy uh and they were like wasn't this the man that was paralyzed since birth you know he was begging for money in the streets so it was like a double miracle there where he was like so that you will understand because you people have little faith i'm yeah. going to couple i'm the son you know i'm the son of god I have power to uh, to forgive sins. I'm going to show you. I also have power to to heal the sick from uh, crippling, like lifelong illness. You know, and it was like a he had a weight to he, as he didn't have to, but because they were so little faith, he's like, I'm going to add some weight to what I just said, and every, it just astonished everyone. And they were like, Surely this is the Son of God. And people were mumbling all over the places. No, nothing's new under the sun. They were like, this is Joseph's son, right? The carpenter's son. You know, we knew yeah. him from when he, you know, was born in Nazareth. And it's hard for them to accept that. And, and going to his whole family and not being able to accept who he had brothers and sisters. Didn't know how to accept the fact that he was the son of God. He was born of their mother, Mary. But, you know, I think it was hard for them to live in his shadow a lot. Um, they didn't know what, what, to, what to believe half the time. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the other verse that, uh, you know, is, is amazing. It, it just covers that. It's like icing on the cake is in John. Everybody knows John 3.16, or if you don't, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him don't have eternal life and so basically that is it's kind of setting by the economy of if you don't believe in him you won't inherit eternal life and 
people can correct me if I'm wrong in the, in the comments or something like that, but is there another religion that we know of, modern day religion or any religion that we know of, that has offered forgiveness for, for sins and also offered uh, to save us from our human condition, which is to live, live die, and uh, suffer, honestly. And during that life, and, and just not have any type of abundance, no creator, uh, you know, basically, basically an atheistic uh, evolutionist view of the world. Uh, you know, monotheism was brought to us by the Jewish people, uh, and if somebody if somebody disputes that, they can they can get in the comments or something. But I think I'm pretty solid on saying that. You know, you had you had Judaism. With the with the God that freed them from Egypt, and uh, then you had Islam come up. Uh, you know, I don't know how many years later it was. It came up as a religion, too. You know, claiming to to serve some similar God, but I don't see that God being the God of the Jews because all throughout their holy book of the Quran, it, it talks about that God being appeased by murder and uh, killing non-believers oh, yeah. and. That's how yeah, he, that, you know, yeah, I mean, you, and then this God is pleased by obedience. He's pleased by people taking care of the poor, the widow, and the orphan. Um, you know, he, he wants he, people to listen to him and do what he says. Uh, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And these are revolutionary ideas. And you right. can point to Gandhi and all these other people, too, that were good people. Overall, they did good things, Mother Teresa, but they don't really, they don't really match up to this Jesus Christ who showed up in history for 33 years of his life and print that just, you know, scarred the entire earth and scorched it where it didn't die. You know, even the Jewish leaders were, this is of God. I think it was Nicodemus because he was the one who came to Jesus at night and said, what? What must I do to uh, inherit eternal life? And he said, you must be born again from above. And he's like, how can you be born again in your mother's womb? That doesn't make any sense. And he's like, you have to understand these things. I'm talking about born from born of the spirit. And uh, uh, Nicodemus was a bit, well, if this is of God, it'll be, it'll go away and we'll never hear anything about it again. Or, or if, it, if it's of God, if it's not of God, we won't hear anything about it anymore. We'll squid, we'll, it'll just fizzle out. And if it is of God, then we have something bigger on our hands. We have something to, to look at. And it didn't go away. It didn't go away. Um, so he kind yeah, of... Yeah, that, that, that was, you were kind of touching on, like, the commandments. And, you know, you think of the first commandment that... Um, you know, you shall have no other gods but me. And, you know, we also, this also answers the question, like, there's only one mm -hmm. God. His name is Yahweh. He's the God of Israel. None is like him. None will be like him. Um, he's always there. He was always there, and he always will be there. And, you know, we, like, even at, at like, the coffee shop this past week, um, you know, I was telling, I was telling the cashier there um, about, you know, you know, we were in a Christian metal band, and he started to be like, oh, I like I like Christianity. Um, you know, I'm cool with Jesus. And then, um, you know, he basically 
was like, uh, you know, I, I believe Jesus was was a God of, of many gods. And, you know, I didn't really have time to, to uh, um, you know, you know, share much more with that with him on that. But, um, but, you know, again, you know, the God of the Bible is very clear. He's the only God. Jesus is the only way to the Father. There isn't like these, there isn't like a bunch of gods that you can, you can serve and get to heaven. And I think a lot of people are falsely following. And uh, I think it's a shame. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot yeah. of people don't know what they're doing. And they're lost. Uh, they don't understand. Yeah. You know, they want to borrow from God. They want to borrow from this powerful God. And he's kind of just along there with the rest of their idols and things like that. Over in India, they have millions, over a million gods over there. See them on the side of the road. You'll see all statues of different gods. And Jesus Christ is just one of the gods. You'll see that statue of him over there, too. Yeah. And it just goes to show that, you know, there's a lot of cultures that were like, well, let's be safe, you know. And uh, I just don't think that was the goal for God to send his son to die the way he did for us to just borrow from him and say, well, yeah, I, I believe that, but I also have these other guys. And you can go all the way back to Constantine who made Christianity. He wasn't a good person at all, but he made Christianity uh, the official uh, religion of Rome. And that's why it became so popular. He basically ordered everyone to follow that religion. And but it, he still had all these other pagan gods too that he worshipped. You know, he he didn't give up his uh, his Greek, you know, theology and um, just just all these other gods. It was like whatever could help him win a battle or conquer more of the earth. You know, he was all about it. You know, and he claimed to see a vision of uh, Christ in Greek letters in the sky, and that's what he thinks made him win a battle. And it was like, okay, well, we're gonna make this our religion now. And so you just started to see, uh, you know, even the church, even the church, like the biggest church, you can the Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church, did upon uh, selfish reasons. They wanted to borrow from this faith, and uh, yeah, you know. But just overall, man, it's like you have to look at the entire Bible and see: is there anything that discredits this God from being the one true God? The evidence that is there between histor historical stories, stories from other cultures that interacted with the Jewish people, that were wiped out by the Jewish people, uh, that kicked the Jewish people's butts half the time when they went to the war against them without God's blessing, um, put them in exile. You've got you know the Holocaust. You've got all this external evidence to point to this God is. Uh, very, you know, like particular and uh, conscious of who he deals with, and who he who he chooses to bless and who he chooses to curse, and um, you know, just just historical record. Honestly, you don't like most people don't believe the Bible is the word of God, so you can't use the Bible. It's, yeah. It has no meaning to these people that don't want to believe. So you have to have external evidence. You have to show how the Bible is true, or you're not going to win anybody over. You know. They think it was written by man. They think it's fallible. There's discrepancies in it, and you have to do a lot of research and, and understand. Those are apparent discrepancies that you can you can pretty much explain throughout the Bible. And there's not a lot of them. there's not a lot of them. 
but they will hang their hat on those few discrepancies that are apparent and say, see, it's not the word of God. And, but there's just so much overwhelming evidence to point towards the, the, the opposite, you know? Uh, yeah. So we, we and, spent, and I think it was, you know, that. three weeks ago, we spent, we spent talking about is Bible, is the Bible a word of God? And I think there's a lot in there um, that we've shared. That, was, that could be really helpful for that question. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd have yeah. to go back and look at it, but I think we talked about it, some some deep stuff. Yeah. Uh, sure. There's also, so Paul talks about in Acts uh, chapter 4, verse 12. He's very clear about this question also. He says, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Um, yeah. So Paul is clear, right? And this yeah, uh, says he was speaking. To, he was speaking to Jews, a synagogue in there. Um, uh, I think he says later on. He says, "I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin." Yeah, and, so Paul and, and, wanted to. Paul had to make sure he was very clear about this uh, question as well. Right, and this is somebody who used to persecute Christians in the name of Christ and yeah. kill them. Um, yeah, and he was totally he totally did a one eighty because he saw a vision of Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus and was blinded from that point, you know, for a moment until he understood. Oh my God, what have I done? And he's like, "Kill me now! Just take my life!" I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. And he was like, no, you're going to live for me. You're going to do exactly what I want you to do. And you're going to go preach to the Jews first and then the Gentiles. Because uh, then the Jews aren't going to believe. So you're going to go right to the Gentiles. But using my brain that God's given me, I uh, automatically have to ask myself, why would Paul make these statements and put his life on the line as the top rabbi? He was, he was set up to be the next rabbi. So he was zealous for God. That's why he led those uh, those uh, rebellions to go kill Christians and make an example yeah. out of them and hunt them down. Why would he put his life on the line now after that to be like, okay, I'm going to be just like those Christians and I'm going to be an enemy of Rome. I'm going to be an enemy of anyone else. And most of the Jews too, the, the Pharisees, he was going to basically be renouncing his uh, Judaism because that's what happens when you accept Yeshua. It's no different today. Uh, as a Messianic Jewish believer, you, you're disowned by everyone that knows you. Um, and, and just to think how everyone was uh, willing to spread this message at the risk of their lives. And they all died, all of the, all the disciples, except one, John. He, I think he lived to an old age, but he's the one who wrote Revelation. So yeah. he, he lived for a reason, I think, to see those visions. Um, and just ask myself, wow, do, do these guys... Uh, you know, must not. It must have been very true to them, for them to go around and and just risk their lives and know that they were going to die from it eventually, and they kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, one other thing, you were saying the name of Jesus Christ too, and and this can get kind of conspiratorial or or weird for some people, but yeah, you know, when you talk about people that claim to have alien alien abductions and things like that, where 
suddenly they were sleeping in their room and they're all of a sudden they're kid they're, they're they're brought up into a craft of some sort and they have these beings with big black eyes looking at them and they feel paralyzed and like they're they can't stop the experience if they wanted to and they're scared and it just goes on for as long as they want it to go on and they're they're poking them and doing weird stuff to them and stuff like that and they've done studies now to say is anybody you know they, they found one person who said i uttered the name of jesus christ and the experience ended immediately i was back in my i was back in my room in my bed immediately it, ha- it ended and they said they had never found that before they started doing more research on those things for people that it, that it felt like they were trapped into a abduction or some sort and you know these these might be demons that are uh that are actually conducting these these abductions if you believe in alien abductions and things like that but there's too many real stories of people being abducted and things happening to them that change their entire life um ruin their entire life honestly but the ones that cried out in the, in the name of the lord they were immediately delivered from that moment of torment and and complete fear and just uh just feeling like they were gonna die in that moment you know they had complete dread the whole time they were there um and this goes for any type of demonic activity and that the power of the name of christ was that strong to eliminate that experience immediately from from you know carrying on further um so take that for what you take that for what you will but um i just think that's really telling to me that these people they have so they have so many alibis and so many legitimate stories to these to these experiences yeah you know scared them to death and ruined their lives after that it, uh i think there's something really to that i think there really is you know they're putting their reputations on the line to say yeah okay i felt like i was abducted by something they were not they were not good beings they were evil i felt evil the whole time i was in their presence and they sedated me i couldn't move on the table they had me on and i i was able to utter the christ and i was delivered immediately from that experience and um you know just that really really surprised me when i was watching something one day about it and i'm like i'm surprised they're even talking about this you know and actually bringing the name of god and jesus christ into this uh horrific experience that seems to be happening to certain people on the planet um you know where, where they can't they can't sleep ever they can't sleep the same way ever again after having that experience and i'm sure and i think it, it strengthened their faith really greatly to to call upon the king of kings and something in their brain was like i need to i need to call on jesus and uh I, you know that's all i had to say about, about that but i thought it was really an interesting anecdote to the power of this god who is is you know just inserted himself into humanity and how how far does that power reach you know and I think yeah. as a Christian, you're always trying to figure out how much power you get from being associated with that God. And if you look at all all over the Old Testament, these prophets that were actually legitimate because everything they said was true, that's the mark of a true is, did any you say actually come to pass? 
every time they came against false prophets, they were shown up by whatever they, they called out fire from heaven and the prophets were left with nothing. You know, they were out there cutting themselves for their gods, you know, just begging them to perform a miracle or a sign. And the prophets were mocking them saying, oh, your God must be sleeping right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was crazy. There was a lot I wanted to touch on. Um, let's see. Oh, we got. Oh, we got my Aunt Mary in here again. Um, she said they don't understand the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, the Trinity. Um, yeah, I yeah, that's I think I think in uh, John fourteen, that's pretty much what Jesus is. Uh, trying to teach them when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and I'm not sure if the way, the truth, and the life is tied to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit when he said that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about that that one. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to answer that in the comments, but uh, Philip, who says to Jesus after he says, he's the, I am the way, the truth, and the life, Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and it will be enough for us. Yeshua replies, have I been with you so long without your knowing me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am united with the Father and the Father united with me? What I, what I am telling you, what I am telling you, I am not saying on my own initiative, the Father living in me is doing his own works. Um, right. I just love that. I love that so much. I mean, Jesus is teaching them. Uh, that you are seeing the father like he like they're they're asking him these questions um like they're like lord show us the way and he's he's saying i am the way you know you guys don't get it um right. i mean these are religious people um and i just think it's so amazing um yeah how, how well, the amount straightforward of jesus is yeah yeah they, well the amount of times he told them that uh Oh no, I got something going on with my computer. Um, the amount of times Somebody he told talking. them also, uh, you know, uh, you've seen the Father if you've seen me, and, and just the amount of times he yeah. told them, well, that knowledge was not revealed to you by anybody but the Holy Spirit, and my Father gave you that knowledge. You didn't, when they said, you are the Son of God, truly you are the Son of God, because he said, what do you think of me, or who do you think I am? And they were like, you are the son of God. And he said, well, that was not from your own heart. You didn't come up with that. God put that yeah. in your mind to say uh, it was revealed to you yeah. from my father, you know, yeah. and probably freaked them out, you know, basically yeah. just saying, yeah, you didn't come up with that in your own mind or your own flesh, you know, uh, because you're, you're already, you're still asking me all these questions about, well, what happens here and here and here? And he, and God was just like, tell him that he's a son of God. And he was like, you're right to say that. My father's the one who put it in your, in your lips. Yeah. Um, I think this week you were telling me about, so, man, Jesus continues. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just feeling led to just keep reading this, um, these passages, if that's all right. Um, Go ahead. But it says, uh, so we're in, we're in John 14, 11. 
says, trust me that I am united with the Father, and the Father is united with me, but if you can't, then trust because of the works themselves. Yes, indeed, I tell you that whoever trusts in me will also do the works I do. Indeed, he will do greater ones because I am going to the Father. In fact, whatever you ask for in my name, I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me for something in my name, I will do it. Um, yeah, yeah. And then he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, uh, which you said earlier. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforting counselor like me, the spirit of truth. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth and the life. He is he's the father. He's part of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. He's teaching in the Trinity during this time. Um, I just think it's so cool. yeah, and like, it's so interesting. Yeah, and like you were saying, it, maybe it's not referring to the Trinity in that moment when he says that, because there's a whole lot of scripture talking about how that God wanted to honor the Son. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the Son was going to be honored, uh, you know, going to sacrifice himself. He, he was going to get the glory for that. Um, ultimately, he did it in obedience to God the Father. Not saying Jesus didn't love us. But that, that was mostly his goal was to please the Father who asked him to do it. And it says God pleased him. It pleased God to crush him for our iniquities. And it's hard to swallow that verse because you start to see this God willing to kill his only son and, and make him a spectacle when he also wants to honor his son to the point where when he arrived on the scene and John the Baptist was like, I need to have you baptize me jesus was like no god wants you to baptize me <clears throat> it's supposed to be like this and then the holy spirit or you know a spirit descended upon him like a dove from the sky and then a voice a loud voice came out of the clouds and said this is my son whom i am well pleased with yeah um and, and just the there's just the you know the focus on how jesus was honored by the father for being obedient and, you know, and saying, I'm well pleased with him. He does what I ask him to do. And how many times Jesus said, I only do what the Father asked me to do. And you just take all this and you can go around in circles all day long, but it just all matches. It just all just really matches up nicely to say, man, the disciples got a firsthand look at this. And they were still asking him questions about parables and things like that. Like, what does this mean? What is it? And he would reveal it to them afterwards. But he wouldn't reveal it publicly because he wanted people to be hungry for the answers. You know, it, like they needed to figure it out on their own. But the disciples had like secret knowledge from him. They, he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal it to you at, after, after everybody goes home. You know, I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. You know, and uh, it was just like they couldn't believe some of the things he was saying. He said, "I need to go away." Yeah. son of man will be killed soon you know and we'll, we'll go away but it has to happen so that i can send the helper um to be with you which is the holy spirit so then he revealed that to them but they didn't understand what that meant they were like no we're not gonna let you die we're gonna fight for you we're gonna we're gonna fight uh defend you and peter and everybody that was zealous for him you know grabbed the sword and when he was getting arrested chopped somebody's ear off you know yep um and just was zealous for that, but for the wrong reasons. And then you had Jesus telling Peter things like, get behind me, Satan. And it's like, I'm sure Peter was like, what? 
yeah. you know, out of his zeal, you know, he was wrong still. And I think that's something for us to take into account in life is as zealous as we can be for God. Look how far, look how far gone Paul, Paul was from uh, where God wanted him to be in his will yeah. for his life, you know. Um, as religious as he was and devout of a Jewish man and a believer in God as he was, he was willing to go kill for God. He was so far off and he didn't realize it. So how far off can we be thinking that we're doing the right the right thing as well? And we just I think it's with crazy with too. Paul. Yeah, with Paul, one yes turned his life completely around, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you would you would think he was he was way too far gone for for God to use him. Oh yeah, but he turned around quickly, and it was just you know incredible. Yeah, definitely. Of all the Christians who didn't trust him for a long time, they thought he was yeah. just fake. You know, he was just trying to like kill more Christians and kind of like fake it. You know, like let me in your let me in your uh, your club here, right here. You know, like and it took him a long time to trust him that he was true. You know, from the things that he was saying, they were like, okay, this is exactly what Jesus told us. You know, he's he's legitimate. You know, look at the things he's doing. He's going to prison, getting beaten up the prison walls fall down around him. He walks right back out into the street and starts preaching again. They're like, oh man, wasn't he just in jail? And they start beating him again, throw him back into jail. And just over and over again, his body was crippled for his ministry. He could barely walk probably. They broke so many bones in his body. And then he's in prison writing letters to these churches. <laughs> uh, you know, he's not, he's not accepting his, his faith, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're like, we're going to kill this guy eventually. He keeps doing this stuff. And he's in there writing letters to these yeah. churches in Corinth and stuff and saying, well, I hope you guys are strong in the faith, brothers. I'm currently sitting in jail right now and, you know, I hope to be out soon and be, be able to visit with you again soon. And he's just, he's got Timothy who sends those letters out for him and stuff and his right-hand man, and Timothy took up his ministry after Paul died. But, uh, but yeah, man, I think yeah. it, it all goes back to, like, this very, you know, unnerving uh, truth that you have to either accept what Jesus Christ said about himself or he was a lunatic and he was a, a, a false prophet. And you have to really investigate those things thoroughly to say, I don't know. I think he was probably what he said he was based on the evidence of what happened around him and what continued to happen for thousands of years after his death. And that was the testimony within itself. Yeah. Um, how fast the gospel spread, how fast the good news spread that, you know, there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness for sins. And a lot of people didn't even know what they needed to be forgiven for. And I think that's another problem today, too. They don't think they need to be forgiven uh, for anything. You know, they think they're a good person. And, um, you know, but what is good? Only God is good, according yeah. to Jesus. You know, even Jesus said that. They said, good teacher. And he said, only God is good. And so I'm sure they were like, huh? You know, like, oh, he's right, you know. But. Yeah. 
good stuff, man. Um, so this this also begs the question of, so Jesus is the only way to heaven. Um, but also, um, you know, how many people just say a prayer and believe in Jesus and then they think they're good, right? Um, so now that's the other, that's the, yeah, that's the other question that we, I think it's like, okay, so now you've accepted Jesus. Now what? You're not, you're, you know, that's not it. And so I just think Matthew seven twenty one, which absolutely changed my view and changed my life completely and actually scared me a little bit, um, in a good way. Um, where Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, workers of lawlessness. And so, um, yeah, that's so I guess I guess that's kind of the the second part to this that we can kind of talk that if you want to talk about. Um, And we we went over Matthew 7, 22 on episode one is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, many people just say a prayer and then they're good. We're saved. Um, But they haven't done any repentance or their their life hasn't changed. And so um, there's a second part to that. Right. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the church has done a really big disservice by cookie cuttering some sort of a prayer that you say. You know, I saw with I saw this one preacher say, Well, pray this prayer with me. I accept you, Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. Forgive me for my sins. Uh I want to follow you. I want you to come into my heart. Uh yeah. and I want you to, you know, uh save me, you know, and be my be my savior. Uh, thank you, Jesus. And and then he's like, if if we believe, if you said that prayer tonight, we believe you are saved, and you are going to heaven, and you are, uh, you are one of God's children. So if rejoice. It's a happy moment. And then people are left thinking, is that really all it took? And their their life never gets better. Their their sin yeah. never gets dealt with, and so they fall away from this. Like the seed that was scattered on the on the uh concrete you know it never grew roots it, it just died it dried up and the birds ate it um yeah. it never took root and the faith doesn't take root in people that just say the cookie cutter prayer and believe well i'm good now and nothing gets changed their heart doesn't change god can't work with a with a hardened heart you you says you wanted him to come into your life but you can't examine the fact that you are at en- enmity with him with the way that you're living and that's mostly what jesus told most of the people he met was your sins are forgiven or he told them about their sins he said to the woman at the well you are with seven men uh lately and none of them are your husband and she was so you know she was like how did he know that and she ran and told everybody he told he told me everything about his life and everybody wanted to come find him again but he had already disappeared and his main focus was to tell people how <clears throat> how lost they were, you know, in, in certain verses like where he was like, oh, Israel, I long to gather you under my wing like a mother hen. You know, uh, you know, you have no you have no direction. And I long to gather you like a mother hen gathers her chicks. And uh, 
just speaking to the fact that it was it was more important than uh, not going to hell, not not being separate from God. That was like a bonus. But you know, he spoke so much about you know he came to this earth for the sinners. It wasn't for the godly people. He said that so many times, and that we would live abundantly on this earth and have joy in, in knowing God and being connected with the Father like no one has ever been connected before. Um, and, and it truly is that sacrifice of Christ and his blood that washed, you know, first the, the water washed away our sin. Uh, you know, they, came, they stabbed him with the spear and blood and water came out. And I think it's sim symbolic because you have the water to wash away our dirty sin. Yeah. And then you have the, the holy blood of Christ to cover us and, and then sanctify us on top of that. You know, there's there's salvation and then there's sanctification. And I think people stop at salvation and sanctification just goes right out the window. They don't think it's important to actually align yourself with this God and this Savior. Um, I'll take the free gift of salvation, but uh, I'm not going to repent. You know, I'm not gonna admit that I'm wrong. I'm a good person. You know, I don't murder pe I don't murder people. I don't, you know. But then that's the only other thing Jesus focused on the most was, well, if you have hate in your heart towards someone, you've already committed murder in your heart. Yeah. And so people were just like, who is this? You know, we can't just live in peace down here and know that we're not killing people. He says, if I have hate toward my neighbor, then I've already committed murder. And, and with that, he's 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 beckoning that there's there's some action you need to take on your part is what it is, you know, and that's where I think a lot of people would rather not investigate uh, this God, <clears throat> this monotheistic God who claims to be the one true God, <clears throat> yeah. um, the God of all gods, and uh, you know just just. And you have an entire world that's focused on everything but God, and everything is an idol today. But nothing is new under the sun. They were doing it back then too. Uh, yeah. Abraham's father was an idol maker, uh, in town, and they were really wealthy from it. They just made all these statues and idols for people to come by. And then Abraham, somewhere in there, was like, "I gotta go. I gotta get out of the city." And that's where he found God and. God found him and was like, you're going to be a father of many nations. You know, you, you, you left your whole family behind and that, you know, pagan way of living, uh, you know, creating idols and doing it just complete destruction upon humanity and the people you were around. And now you're going to be my uh, patriarch for the Jewish people who brought the faith, you know, to the entire world. I mean, Monotheism didn't exist before the Jewish people brought it to us. And if somebody if somebody can say that that's wrong, you know, hit it up in the comments or something. Yeah. But as far as I know, Judeo, you know, uh, religion is what brought monotheism to the world. And then Christianity latched on to... Uh, Yeshua being the most important part 
um, so much so that we pray to Yeshua, and Jesus never even asked us to do that. He said, when you pray, pray to the Father. You know, say, Our Father who art in heaven. So right away he was he was saying, you pray to the Father like this, you know. And uh, I don't think it's wrong to, like, uh, to uh, within your prayer, you know, mention Jesus or mention his sacrifice and mention the Holy Spirit and ask God for the Holy Spirit to work in your life more and things like that. But ultimately, God, Jesus died for you to have the ultimate direct connection with the Father, our Creator. And I yeah. think people miss that a lot. You know, it's like, Jesus, please, you know, oh, Jesus, you know, uh, Jesus, help me and stuff. And it's like, he's at the right hand of the Father right now waiting to come down on a horse and, and do battle. He's just waiting for God to tell him to saddle the horse up. You know, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, according to, you know, after he was resurrected. And I'm, sometimes I think Jesus is looking at his Father and saying, they don't know any better, God. You know, don't take it personally that they only pray to me because they feel like you are too great to be talked to. You know, like you're scary, you know, you're scary. And I'm and I'm the meek one, right? I'm the one who came and did none and did no wrong, never sinned, and was crucified, you know, like a blameless lamb on the on the cross. And so it's more attractive even in our culture to be like, Jesus help, you know, uh Oh, I'm praying to Jesus and this and that and it's like I don't really know if that's biblical, you know. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think so. I think he always he always wanted to give the glory to the Father. And that's why he did what he did was he was being obedient to the Father. Amen, man. Um yeah, we got another comments. Let's see. And Mary says, like the man on the cross next to him, he was forgiven. Um, hmm. yeah, I forget when we were talking about that, but yeah, I mean, just think about, I mean, just the patience of our God, um, you know, the man on the cross next to him that was forgiven, he repented right there in his last moments, you know, he said, um, you know, this man is innocent and we're not, um, yeah, so I, I, I find so much hope in that story just because of the, the patience and the uh, um, that 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 the father is is willing to save anybody um, and he'll, he'll save us even at the last even in our last moments of, of uh, breath. And I just love that so much. Um, how much time we got? Yeah. We got about five more minutes. Um, but, but that's just a that's yeah. just a great picture of uh, repentance right there. Um, if you take right. all the words yeah. of that verse uh, as truth, you know, he said, we have done nothing wrong. Or this man has done nothing wrong, but we deserve what we're getting. Yeah. And it was that moment of, uh, man, I'm such a sinner and I deserve to, to die this way. But he has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. And he said, today you will be in paradise with me. And the other uh, thief was like hurling insults and saying, if you are God, get us off these crosses. You can take yourself off and then get us off too. Save, yeah. save yourself and then us. And Jesus only focused on the man who was contrite enough to say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I've heard of you, you know, and, and I know you are the son of God. 
yeah. remembering when you come into your kingdom. And it was that moment that he had compassion and was like, yes, you will be in paradise with me uh, today. So yeah, it's amazing. That's an amazing part of, a part of scripture. And that was right before Jesus cried his last breath. Yeah. Amazing, man. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so I hope I hope anybody listening, um, you know, I hope we've answered answered that question. Um, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. And um, you know, we are living in a culture where we try and make everything. Uh, we try and give gray areas everywhere, right? It's like, well, maybe, maybe Jesus will get you to heaven, but also maybe Buddha does. Or, um, you know, if you do good enough good things over the bad, you know, you'll also go to heaven. And, and man, it's just, um, man, I just, I just hope that somebody out there is hearing, hearing that, um, you know, Jesus is the way and uh, he's the only way. Um, eternal life in heaven is with, is it's only possible through Christ. So, um, yeah, yeah. I just, um, I mean, my eyes were open to that. I was kind of following the, the, you know, the whole, okay, you know, I believe in God, so that's good enough. And I'll just do good things and not do too many bad things. It's just such a, yeah, it's just not the way, it's not the way to live your life, man. I promise you, Jesus, if you put him in your heart, he will change you. He will change your desires. Um, and you will have more joy. You will have more peace in your life. Um, I know I do. So, um, yeah, just test, just yeah. test God in that one thing, you know, uh, ask him to show you himself and see what happens. A lot of people, they do experience something crazy and it turns them, they get scared enough to stop doing it. They're like, I don't like that. You know, they, they actually feel their their mind change. They feel their desires change. And they're giving up control, whether they like it or not. The Holy Spirit's entering their, their body because they ask for it. They care for what you ask for. And I know a lot of people that have probably given up because of that reason. It scared them so much that they didn't want to continue doing it. Because along with this belief system, along with this faith, it demands accountability and, and it demands uh, a responsibility yeah. to yeah. Uh, uphold it. And it's not just a cookie cutter prayer that you can say, and it will mean nothing. Um, and then there's those stories where people legitimately ask God to do something and come in their heart and they didn't feel any different for a while. You know, they didn't feel any different and they use that as their excuse to just quit pursuing God. But I guess my last thing is just to encourage people to, investigate external forms of evidence look at these other cultures histories and see that these things happen in Sodom and Gomorrah was wiped out by fire and brimstone that came from nowhere else but the sky because there's no other force there's no volcanoes or any other sources of sulfur and brimstone which only comes from under the earth and and, and uh, volcanoes and certain things like that and there's still fire and brimstone there today where the cities used to lay and yeah. all these other cultures have recorded these events. And that's that's amazing to me that yeah. these these things have stood the test of time. You have to look at the Dead Sea Scrolls. You have to look at all these different external 
evidences. And, you know, I think the last thing I'll say is like the, the worst thing we could say as believers is, well, if I'm wrong, at least I lived a good life. Yeah. That's the most demonic, just insulting thing to God, I believe anyone could say. If I was wrong, at least I lived a good life. You know, uh, and if I'm right, then I'm right. And yay, everything's good. But is that really what you think about your faith? It's it's up to chance. It's still up to chance. You know, you're still not you're still not coming into the faith enough to be like, there's something going on here. And that's where it comes down to you asking God personally and inviting the Holy Spirit to show you who he is and his character and just see what God does with it. And um, I think a lot of people will be scared and surprised and all of the above, man. But, you know, this call of faith, it comes with uh, accountability. You know, people don't want to be accountable to this God who, you know, controls everything and created the entire universe. So they want to live their own lives. The accountability part is where people can't get on board. Yeah. If I can say a prayer, a cookie cutter prayer and be in good standing with a bunch of church folk that believe the same way I do. It's a cult. That's all it is. You're not, you're not growing. You're not, you're not manifesting the Holy spirit and you're not doing God's work. You don't know God. And that's yeah. you want to avoid being that person who, I think there's a lot of people that think they're going to be uh, blessed on the day of judgment. And God's going to say, I never knew you. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you, when you truly start following Jesus, you start becoming aware of your uh, your faults and you start becoming very aware of your sin. And if that's not happening, um, then, uh, you know, I, you know, I pray that uh, you know, somebody, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I pray somebody, uh, um, you know, here's, I mean, you're going to, like, people are hearing the truth. There's no excuse that, um, you know, I don't think people are going to be, like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know Jesus was Lord. I didn't hear about it. You know, there's tons of people that are, uh, that are preaching him and there's not really an excuse. You can either accept him or you don't. Um, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no middle ground with, with, yeah. uh, there's, there's a black and white two way street, the narrow road and the wide road. Yeah. And few people travel the narrow road and many travel the wide road because it's larger, it's bigger. And, there's a lot of believers that think they're, they're strong believers on the wide road, on the right path, and they're going right to Judgment Day like that, and they're going to be surprised. But um, just to take heart that um, if you keep asking for God's you know, favor and ask him to show him who you are, who he is, that he's going to show up in one way or another because you know, it says he stands at the door and knocks at our hearts. You know, we don't have to find God. He's already at our door, knocking at our hearts. We just have to open the door. Amen. Yeah. So that's good, man. Um, yeah. The other thing is, you know, once you give, once you give your life to Jesus, it's a consistent yes every day, um, every morning, pretty much. Um, you know, you're not just saved by letting, by believing in Jesus. You know. Um, you know, now the real work starts. It's giving a yes every single day. Yes, God, what is your will? Um, and man, I tell you what, it's an amazing life to live. It's an, you know, God has something new for me all the time. 
and you know, I'm just, I'm just so excited to say yes to him every day. Um, especially, I think you can see it in me and Luke's lives, the way that the, the band and the way that our life just keeps something, he's got something for us every time. Um, and so I just feel like our circumstances in our life is just starting to not weigh us down so much because we're saying yes to the father every day, every day, you know, what do you got for us? And it just seems, you know, and I'm just so excited about it. Um, each and every day. So it's just, it's growing more and more. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Episode 18. Um, I think we're running out of time here. Um, hopefully some people, uh, you know, some of you checked in on YouTube or Twitch again. Um, this is really cool. We're going to start streaming on multiple platforms. Um, so our Facebook band page, our YouTube and our Twitch, um, I'm hoping to get Instagram. I don't know why it, it's saying, I think we're not, we're not famous enough to be able to stream on Instagram also, apparently. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, screw Instagram. We're uh, yeah. Um, if you have Instagram, you should have Facebook too, I guess. So I don't know, but. Well, you know, now Twitter's doing their own streaming too. So I don't know, but I think it's really shoddy. Yeah. I don't know. It came I, out too fast or something. Uh, okay. I didn't even look into that, but. We're on uh, we're on the new social the the new one, uh, what's it called Threads? We're on Threads right. now, which is Instagram's Twitter apparently. Um, right, right. So that <laughs> should be interesting. I made an it's account, so but I'm not really on there. <laughs> I, hear, I hear people I hear people getting banned from Threads already. <laughs> already, yeah, it's gonna happen. Already banned, dude, for saying something wrong. Uh, yeah, at least on Twitter. Censorship now, it's not is out too there. Bad. Yeah, Facebook's real bad with censorship, so I'm sure you got to watch what you say on threads. Otherwise, you will. I don't even know if they're going to let me preach the gospel on there. Um, we'll see, dude. We'll have to find we'll out. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll probably get banned. Who knows? Um, but, or something. Yeah, who knows? Um, but, yeah, this is really cool. I'm really excited that we can uh, hopefully reach more people. Hopefully, it'll be easier for people to, to see our our podcast and, and join in with us. And, um, again, we love you guys for, for joining in and, and, and watching and, and supporting us. Um, it's so much fun each week. It gets more and more fun. So it sure yeah. does for me. Yeah. Um, Luke, do you want to do the prayer this week? You want me to do it? Oh, do a prayer for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You cool with that? I'll do one. All right, cool. If everybody Let's can do hear it. me. I don't have a microphone today, so I'm glad that's working. I, I hear you, so hopefully everybody else Okay, does. great. All right. Cool. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time we have together to discuss your word and just grow closer to the knowledge of who you are. And uh, just bless everyone that's hearing these words, Lord. Bless us for the words that we're even speaking out of our own mouths, Lord. Just uh, speak to our hearts and... Uh, through the Holy Spirit, God, just uh, show us your will for our lives. Uh, be with those people who are struggling right now. Uh, just, just you know, insert yourself into their lives and uh, let them know that they're not alone, uh, Lord, and just, uh, you know, perform miracles for people, just absolute miracles for people, Lord, and build our faith so that we can have more of those things happen. Um, just so thankful for your sacrifice and the son, uh, the sacrifice that your son made, uh, so that we can be 
closer to you, God, and uh, actually have direct contact with you and uh, for the salvation of sins and the covering of our guilt by the blood of Christ. Uh, you know, we can never ask for anything more. Uh, guard our lips and our hearts from uh, falling into temptation and uh, complaining about things that are not of you, Lord, and uh, just our you know, build our gratitude up to the point where we can build each other up, Lord. Um, bring us out of depressions and anxieties and uh, things that should not hold power over us, God. And uh, in your precious name, Lord, uh, those things can be rebuked. And we pray that you rebuke those things now. Uh, just be with everybody this, this next coming week, this, uh, this Sabbath coming up this weekend, Lord. Just you know, allow, allow everyone to recharge and uh, spend time with you and, you know, just grow, you know, maybe start doing something new with you, God. Um, you know, the, the possibilities are endless and life is amazing, God. And uh, I think I lose sight of that a lot. Um, it's such a blessing to be alive. And uh, the fact that you want a relationship with us is uh really hard to understand and really hard to swallow. It's actually the biggest scandal of our entire history as humans. Um, the biggest scandal ever, ever perpetrated on uh, the heavens and the earth for you to uh, humble yourself to the level you have in order to. And, you know, it says, uh, I think in numbers, it says, uh, God is slow to anger, but quick to forgive and his favor lasts for a lifetime and we thank you so much for that being your character god um we love you and we thank you god um just uh, bless us and be with us this 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 week lord and uh show thank us you, where you want us to be and uh who you want us to be with uh just show us your will for our lives and help us to operate in those in that will fully and uh, take joy in knowing you and uh, take joy in knowing each other as believers, Lord. And uh, give us a heart for the lost and for the sick and, the, and you know, the people who don't know you, God. Um, we can't become a winner of souls until we become a weeper of souls, God. And so align ourselves with Yeshua's heart when he came for the sinners of the earth, Lord. And uh, just, just expound your your boundary you expound your property lord um and take what is yours lord uh take everything that is yours it, it's all yours um uh, but help us to relinquish our crowns and cast them at your feet lord uh, mm. you give us a crown of life and we take it and cast it down at your feet at the end days lord as uh you know we, we owe everything to you god and uh, yes. holy 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 is the lord god almighty uh, the whole earth is filled with his glory uh, so that no one may have an excuse to uh, not know that you are there and you have created yes. this place. Uh, we pray this in your son's name, Lord. Uh, Thank you, Father. With his bloody sacrifice and his, uh, his to obey you, God, help us to have that same heart and unto death, Lord, that we take this faith seriously and uh join god so uh we love you and thank you uh thank you for listening to us god
And that's uh, all I have to say. Amen. Amen. Let's go. That was good, go, man. man. <laughs> all yeah, right. That was great. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, um, this was good. Amen. Um, yeah. So we're going to continue to do this each week on multiple platforms, man. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, man. It can only get better and better. Yeah. I think it, I, I think so. Anybody wants to be a guest? Yeah, man. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's the other thing. That. Expanding out on these uh, other platforms and stuff, dude. Uh, we got. I'm gonna have to make sure and post the links for our uh, for our uh, Twitch and mm-hmm. everything else we start to stream on, and uh, they can go right to our YouTube page and see it. Um, and and I think you've been archiving it on YouTube and uh, Spotify. So, man, yeah. it's just it's just like like you couldn't even ask for more, honestly. You know of a platform it's just a, it's just amazing to me so yeah want to give cool. credit to james Carnes for uh doing a lot of that <laughs> groundwork no problem, making, making a lot of this possible so yeah yeah just trying to serve one day at a time let's go um, yeah for sure let's do it um yeah so guys episode 18 we love you thank you so much for um tuning in man um you guys have any other questions with um is jesus the only way to heaven i really hope that this uh you know has captured somebody's heart because i mean he is and i mean when i started hearing a lot of these scriptures um i took the chance and said okay you know jesus you're I, i'm yours you know i don't know i don't know all everything in this in this bible i don't even really know anything about you but you know i'm gonna take the chance and and uh put my commitments to him um because these these scriptures hold weight i mean um they truly do so i pray that somebody out there uh, it captures your heart that um jesus is the way the truth and the life man so yeah i guess i guess uh, that's it man all right well till next week next friday night um we'll be on youtube and twitch and facebook we love you guys yeah All right. Love you guys. All right. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll Mm -hmm. see ya. Peace.